This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Let's read God's Word together this morning. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. I want us to read it together before we take our seats. This awesome morning. The Bible says, There is therefore now. When? No condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, verse 2 is where I'm going. This is the reason why there's no condemnation for them. For, for means that's the reason. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Woo. From the law of sin and that hallelujah mm. oh dear lord jesus let's appreciate the choir this morning glory to god hallelujah wow god bless you have your seat this morning jesus is lord for the law of the spirit of life there is a law called the law of the spirit of life and there's a law called the law of sin and death. The law of cause and effect. So the Bible said that the law of the spirit of life has made me free from the law of sin and death. Wow. You see, <laughs> again, I've been emphasizing the fact that you have to understand God's pattern, God's methodology, God's way of working. God, the law of the spirit of life will not stop the law of sin and death from walking around. But the law of the spirit of life in Christ will take above the law of sin and death those who are in Christ. The law of gravity will not be suspended by the law of lift that aeroplane operates. Only that when aeroplane wants to fly, it goes by another law. And as long as it's going by that law, law of gravity does not have power over it. Did you get that? So if you are in the aeroplane, you are not falling. Not because the law of gravity is not working, but because you are inside the aeroplane. Is that right? Yes, if there is a way you can open the door of the aeroplane and come down, like we see in movies. <laughs> it's only in movies that it happens, no? <laughs> I've seen a man who jumped and came down and he was alive. <laughs> only in movies. Now, if you come out of the aeroplane or the aircraft, come out of it, the law of gravity will catch up with you. You will fall. Regardless of the heights, this is why a Christian must not look back. So, you are flying in the air, not because gravity is not there, but because there is a higher law carrying you. Yes, 
Are you getting this? I want to talk about atmosphere of blessing. But we are starting this way just to get us to understand a few things. The same way I was talking about judgment and mercy. God's mercy has not suspended God's judgment. Only that those who have entered this mercy like they are inside aeroplane. Judgment is all around but not on them and in them. Did you get that? Praise the Lord. God is still a just God. But his mercy will always work for you if you are under the umbrella of mercy. Because his mercy is like that aircraft. When you enter into Christ, you enter into God's mercy. And then that mercy will make it impossible for you to reap what you have planted. The wrong things that you have done. But then it does not stop God from being the righteous judge. It's just that you are operating another system that uh, has subverted, so to speak, that other system. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I started with the law of the spirit of life. The law of sin and death is all over the world. Once you start operating the law of spirit of life in Christ, you have an advantage. It does not stop the law of sin and death across the world, but it puts you in, into another system that the law of sin and death cannot catch up with you. So I've, I've spoken about the law of spirit of life. I've spoken about mercy and judgment. I'm saying that to get us into something. The whole earth is cursed. <laughs> of course, even if you... If you're in Nigeria, it's not hard for you to believe. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why he, more people that rule the nation, evil people just tend to win. The Bible says, so, <laughs> like the law of the spirit of life that takes you above the law of sin and death, like the law of lips that takes you above the law of gravity, what God does to cause you to live above the causes of life is to bless you. The blessing. It's nothing tangible. It's an atmosphere around you. Oh, second and third, we are going to. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it is God's system. As soon as God created Adam and Eve, the first word that God ever spoke to man. Was not for man to become anything of this or that. The Bible says God created male and female, He created them, and God blessed them. He realized that I have put them in a system that is under a spell. If they are to prosper, if they are, if they are to be what I want them to be, my first, what I must first of all introduce to them is the blessing. In this world that is full of darkness, they cannot. They cannot be what I want them to be. They cannot function properly. Except I first of all bless them. And since that time, God has been blessing and blessing and blessing. And then he has put blessings in some places. And that is what I want to go into this morning. Atmosphere of blessing. Did the men of old understand, did they understand certain things that people don't understand now? I won't know because what I just want to do in first service is just to get somewhere. I just want to wear your appetite to know the seriousness of what I'm talking about. 
Every man in Christ is blessed, but not many people are walking in the blessing because it's not only about being born again. There are certain truths you must know. And I want to begin to share some of them with you this morning. Where we are going, if your parents are still alive, you are blessed. And I'm going to tell you something along that line. Are you with me? Hallelujah. What made so in Genesis 27? Isaac was about to die. Please, it's a serious matter this morning because what I'm sharing, you need to know that there are atmospheres. And if the atmosphere around your life is not the blessed one, you have issues. Do you see the way some people live? Even your home, your marriage has to be blood. That way there will just be friction here and there. And when you look at the lives of many Christians, you can't see the blessing. You just see they are like toiling and toiling and toiling. Why should this happen to a believer? So, Isaac was about to die. And he understood something from his, from his father Abraham. So he too told his two sons, he told his son, he loved Esau, but he did not like Jacob, but the mom loved Jacob. And he said, go and hunt so that I can bless you. Number one, and we are going to, uh, you know, this is just foundation, get into this somewhere later, if not today, if not second or third service, it will be another time, because this will take us a bit. I, I want every member of this church to walk in the reality of what I'm sharing. The first thing this will tell you is that the fact that it is not something that can just be fabricated or do at will. To bless, there is an anointing needed. Now, faith and obedience can trigger the anointing. Seed. Why did, no, this is his son. Why didn't Isaac just say, come, Esau, let me bless you? No. There are steps to take. He said, go and on. Something must happen to my soul so that my soul can bless you. I don't know how many of you have provoked the soul of your parents who blessed you before. This is a father to son. He said, look, this treasure, because the Bible says we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. The grace and the anointing to bless you, Esau, my son, is here. But you see, it is not steered, so I can't release it. It can only come out when it is steered. I can't just say, Esau, you are my son, I bless you. No. Something must happen. I must be in a spiritual state. You begin to understand that was why when they told Balaam to come and help them cause Israel, he demanded for seven altars and a ram and a bull on each altar. After that, he would now go up and the enchantment came. But God turned it to blessing. Ah, he said, God is not a man that should lie. He said, I have received the commandment to bless. I cannot reverse it. And he began to bless them. And Balaam clapped his hand. Oh God, I told you to cause people you are blessing them. And he said, show me another angle. And he said, before I move again, prepare seven altars. Why didn't Balaam just say, you know what? Israel, I cost you. No, he understood that even though he had the spiritual ability to cause them, he must assume a, a posture in the spirit 
to be able to do it. See, there are golden moments. Ah. You know, when parents are older, people are saying, God bless you. Thank you, my son. God bless you. You know the difference between when they are just saying that and when they are saying one that is coming from their hearts. There are people that you do something for, they stop. Ah, they say, my son. I give you an example. When we, when, I, I said this before. When we had the program in Abelkuta, and I noticed it was the African church bishop that was doing the roofing himself. And when the meeting ended, I thought of, because they give us the venue for free, 5,000, I, I, I thought of doing something. But then we left the 300,000 because it was personal, but when the meeting ended, and I came, God saw my heart. I got Lagos, and the guy called me, and he said that, I saw that you wanted to do something for that. I'm sending you 3 million now. Do something, whatever you want to do. And I transferred the money to the man. And the man called me on phone. The committee failed him because they wanted to turn into politics and he decided to do the whole thing on his own. So he got halfway and it was looking like shame. He's a bishop of African church boys. He's pretty few my praise in tongues. And it was looking like shame. So he was he will come to church and he will say that, that Lord, I boasted in your name that I will complete this thing myself. So I said, and God led me to ask for his personal account. So when I transferred the money, the man wanted to pray and he didn't know what to say. He just said, son, ah, he so John it's here. And he went on. And by the time I drove back to the city, they had completed the whole thing. There are things. Are you following me? Yes, sir. Some of the people's parents are normal life. It's not only biological parents. I'm going to talk about sources of blessing. It can be parents. It can be spiritual parents. It can also be older people who are not exactly connected to you, but there are things you can do for people. What is the place of prayer? Because you don't go around looking for people, I look for who will bless me. No, but opportunities will be provided. One woman told the guy, she was sick for years, and this person was checking every day in the hospital, staying with her. Ah, he said, you stood by me. She was about to die. So I didn't see any of my children when I was sick. They are busy, I said, but you, you stood by me. He said, I'm dying and I'm telling you that sickness will be far from you and your family. Yes, I've come and gone. That guy and his entire family, not even Edic, not even malaria. There are hidden blessings. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Oh God. So the same way, Balaam couldn't just go ahead. That was the same way Isaac. But then, Esau showed us something. When Isaac finally blessed Jacob, and Jacob left, and Esau came back with the food, and he said, my father, rise and eat, and Esau said, those are the, you know, when we get to heaven, I want to watch that own video of that moment, because it was a terrible moment. Isaac probably was crying, his son was crying, this is his son-in-law more than the one that took the blessing, and he told Esau, he said, I'm sorry, it is taken. And his son knelt down, probably held his father's trousers. I said, Daddy, are you saying not just one blessing? Ah, Isaac thought about it. Again, his soul was teared because of the tears. I will tell you the part of tears in this, but not today. His soul was teared, and he said, Okay, now that you are provoked, let me say something, but it can't be as rich as the one Jacob got. He said, But all I can say is that your own deal also will be wet. 
by your sword you shall live. He said, your brother is your Lord. There's nothing you can do about that one. He said, but the best I can do for you is that when you become large, you will break his yoke from your neck. That means it won't dominate you forever. But that it will not dominate you, you can. See, in life, it is beyond what we do. Why was Esau crying? Sir, nothing was yet to happen. Jacob just went out. Not that Jacob now made two million or two billion. When Esau heard that Jacob was blessed, he started crying. Immediately it occurred to him that, see, an advantage has been given to this guy over me. An atmosphere has come to his life that I don't have. Are you getting what I'm saying? So nothing had happened. Esau was already crying. He just knew that, look, if this guy received that thing, an advantage is created around him. A system of God's blessing. It's going to be different for me forever and there's nothing I can do about it. I will show you as I close. This Genesis, is it 48 now? The last verse. You know the beginning part of the story. See, we must not live an ordinary life. We must not live an ordinary life. We must not live an ordinary life. I'm not telling you to try and fabricate some of the stories out there because in this message I will talk about a lot of stories. It was raining heavily, what they say, cat and dog on the express. A man saw a woman with firewood and a little child with them. That was a reason. Well, he stopped and he picked them and he drove them into an inn. They said that their village was off redemption camp, down, down, down inside. And when the woman came, with the firewood in his boots, when the woman came down, the man helped them put down the firewood and the child. And the woman looked at him for like three minutes. She couldn't see anything. She said, with this flashy car, you picked me up on the express and you dropped me here. And she released three blessings. Now, this is the interesting thing. These people might not be able to use that blessing for their life. It's not for them. It's not a personal thing. It's like the anointing. People ask very silly questions when they pass. They hear the priest pastor heal the Lord, but he fell sick. So because a doctor is sick, and he tells you what you say that you see you yourself you are sick. Why am I? When I was I was talking about an asthmatic doctor, but you don't do what he's saying. And say, sir, because you have asthma, you can't be a doctor. A consultant is a consultant. Regardless of what is going on in his life, hope you know. Yes, you know this is the funny thing. Most of the shrink counselors in America, the people go to see for marriage issues are more complicated issues in their own marriage. Go and read profile of shrinks on Facebook. Many of them are on their third marriage, yet they are prescribed. <laughs> But you see, it's what they learned, what they have studied for years. So they are in a position. So you cannot say because it, I mean, <laughs> are you with me? <laughs> are you, are you following me? Look at this. I want to where he said that, thus he put Ephraim before Manasseh. What verse is that? Just go a little up. If you see, tell me the verse. Um, yeah. Now, Joseph took... No, just go to verse 15. This is the beginning. I will tell the story, but for time, I just want to read where. Go down again. Verse 17. And when Joseph saw his father... No, go to where... Uh, verse 9... Go to 19. Go to verse 19, please. 
a seed shall be mine. Now, verse 20. And he blessed them that day, saying, Indeed shall Israel bless, saying, God make thee as Ephraim and as Manasseh. And he set Ephraim before Manasseh. Ah, if I was Manasseh that day, I would cry. Manasseh was the firstborn. So Joseph brought them to his father. Joseph recognized that the father was in a state of departure. There was something to release. So he put Manasseh, the firstborn, at the father. So Jacob sat down. And the Bible says his eyes were beginning to be dim. And Manasseh knelt down here as the firstborn. Under his right hand. And Ephraim knelt down here. And Joseph stood behind them. And he was watching what their grandpa would do with them. And as Jacob wanted to pray, he did like this. And the Bible says, I'm sure Joseph did, uh, Jacob did that because he remembered what happened between himself and his brother also. Esau was older than him, but he got the blessing. Esau was the first one to come out, even though they were twins. So he did like this. And Joseph saw it, he ran. He understood that right hand meant double portion. And he said, Daddy, no, 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 no. Wrong hand. Your right hand is on the second bone. And Jacob said, my son, I know what I'm doing. Now, look at, <laughs> go back to verse 17. Verse 17. This is, this is deep. And Joseph saw his father lay his right hand on the head of Ephraim. He displeased him. He held up his father's hand to remove him from Ephraim's head onto Manasseh. He wanted to say, go back to Manasseh. Verse 18. And Joseph said to his father, not so, my father, for this is the firstborn. Put your right hand upon his head. And his father refused and said, I know it, my son. I know it. He also shall become a people. He shall be great, but truly. I. Ah, he said, it was like this. So Joseph was troubled, and the father said, Joseph, don't worry. You see, this is your firstborn that you want me to put the right hand on. He's also going to be great. For the fact that I'm touching him at all, he will be great. He said, but one order is established today his younger brother if the two of them should enter any business or anything in life no matter the effort of Manasseh he will not be able to catch up with Ephraim he said I have set the order and it is irreversible that word set is like the word used in Genesis 1 when God created the sun and the moon the Bible says God put the sun in the atmosphere and set it there till today the sun has not dropped the same order. Let Ephraim and Manasseh live to 1,000 years. Ephraim will be ahead of Manasseh no matter what. For by strength shall no man prevail. Atmosphere of blessing. Is somebody with me? Oh. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody pray in the spirit. Pray on your seat a little. Maybe I should give you a direction. My house shall be called a house of prayer, not just a house to listen to message. Can you pray this way that, Lord, if you created an opportunity for me to be blessed by somebody and I've missed it, anyone I've missed, Lord, give me the opportunity again and help me recognize it. Everybody pray. See, don't pray gentleman's prayer. Pray. I just felt I should just pray. Some had the opportunity with your parents till they die or departed. You never took advantage of it. 
Our God can restore. He can bypass, He can only give you another opportunity. You have to be blessed. In Jesus' name. You see, in God's mercy, that's why he established the church. To give some people an opportunity. Because some parents might not be in that position. Some are not, even no matter what they do with some people, they won't even bless you. Even if you try. But God has made sure that there are institutions other than parents who can bless. But it is better if we have all of them. Yes. In the case of Lot, it was his uncle Abraham. Lot's parents were nowhere to be found. Lot did not know that the atmosphere of the blessing was connected to his relationship with Abraham. When he walked away, he dried up in no time. He thought it was about him. He didn't understand that in life, Satabu can give you speed. Abraham sat down and he called the servant, Genesis 24. And he said, go and marry a wife for Isaac. And the guy said, ah, we live in Lagos. You want me to go to Dubai and tell a girl that a guy in Lagos wants to marry you. And in those, no picture, no nothing. And the girl will accept. She doesn't even know whether the guy is a... You know, even if they tell you that kind of issue, suspect the family. That maybe by that you get that the boy is an imbecile. There must be something wrong for them to say so the boy can come out to save and look for a wife. But to the amazement of the servants, Rebecca agreed to go. Rebecca's family agreed. But before then, when Abraham told him, even the servant protested and said, Oh, yeah, ah, this looks like a very difficult task. And Abraham said, I Put your hand under my thigh. And he said, see, there is a God I have worked with. I am too old to move. You go, and I tell you, go. As the guy landed in the city, the first lady he saw was Rebecca. Everything was arranged. See, in life, I've told you before, there are invisible cords. They connect everything together. Why you go for an interview and they react violently towards you? While you have several enemies at work, even in some cases, having to read that when the man's way pleases Lord, he makes his, his enemy to be at peace with him. Even some troublesome mother-in-law. Some people are troublesome, truly over bearing mother-in-laws, but they might have three, four sons, and you are the wife to the third one. When it comes to you, when it comes to your matter, she just likes you. She even says that, you see, all those other girls, I don't, but you, I don't know why. Me, I'm mad though, but when it comes, I just like you. There is an atmosphere around you. When the prodigal son left the house, the Bible records that no man gave to him. He walked away from an atmosphere. At least they all, all the neighbors knew that he was a son of a rich man. Nobody helped him. Until he started feeding with swine, he had to tell himself, 
I love that portion of the Bible. The Bible said that no man gave to him. If no man gives to you, you are not a beggar. I'm not saying asking people for money. But when it looks like every time you need favor, you need somebody to do something for you, nobody is at your rescue. There's something wrong with the atmosphere around you. It is true. Nobody. Nobody. When we, when, we are, when we are at the former venue, after setting up the tent, many of you know the story. Lagos State came, a, a seal of notice, three days after eviction notice, three days after demolition notice. I sat on my, after laying down on the floor to worship, I sat down. I knew my spirit that the other was coming from the then governor. Somebody was in the neighbor reporting or telling the governor that we had apartments there and it was just a tent and said all sorts. I know they won't have time to check. So the governor gave his trust to the commissioner that shut down that place. And the person said that we were parking on the road. We, the owner of the land we're using was also the owner, it's late now, he died in 91, died like three months, three months ago. It was also the owner of the school. We're parking in the school because it was the school, he allowed us to park in the school. And the school was more than enough to park all our cars, their football field. But this, this person that called the governor, he definitely had access to the governor. I was led to just call a friend to ask that you have a tent in Ogba. Are they harassing you also? And when I called the friend, he said no. So I dropped the phone. Five minutes after that, a call came and the person said, Were you the one that called? I was also, and I said yes. He said, I was with him when you called. What happened? He said, The commissioner in charge of building in Lagos that my wife is his PA. And he said, I will tell my wife to come and see you now. And the woman said that you are not breaking any law here. And she said, she said, I tell you the truth. Somebody here has a direct line of the governor. Somebody is reporting you here. Said, they said, this is our office. So when it's like this, I tell you that that's what is going on. Well, long and short of it, I just need to speak to somebody. That I said, this commissioner will not give us appointment. I know the way they are. But I need somebody to tell him that I want to come and see you. And that person told him. And he said, okay, come. He said, 6 o'clock in the evening. And I got there. And a lot of them before going, take the pictures of the whole area. And I said, sir, this is what they are talking about. There are no flats here. I don't know what to have. He looked at it. He said, tomorrow, three of my boys will come and look at it physically. They got there and they went by. He said, you are not breaking line. They can't suit everything. When you are in a tight corner and nobody, you call, they all turn you down. Of course, there are battles that you might have to fight alone. But when it's a constant thing that anytime you need help, Nobody comes to your rescue. There is an atmosphere around you. I want to stop here this morning. Is someone blessed? Again, for a minute, pray on your seats. Lega ligas hizo broto ki barabasan delebaras. Some great people who are ahead of you, your place of work or your line of business, who can help you, they just don't like you. You know that you mean well. You try your best to be kind to everybody, but they will always find fault against you. Thank God for the life of Christ that is in us. The law of the spirit of life has made me free. There is the blessing. It gives you a different atmosphere. 
Let's rise. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We worship you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Masiga Lindro Kushta. I will just add this to this because, of course, this is first service, and so are the people of the first service. It can look like complimentary. What we will say at the end? See, take advantage of the fact that you are in church. So on that day, the same Jacob that set Ephraim before Manasseh, in 49, chapter 49, told all his sons to gather around him, and he went for Reuben. He said, Reuben, you are my firstborn, excellence of my might. He said, you will not excel. He said, you went to your father's bed. Again, we'll talk about this another day. What is your father's bed? Trampling on authority that you have no business. Don't get into a space that does not belong to you. But we'll talk about that. It can be with a boss in the office. Don't get into a space that does not belong to you. I've said this here before. If you are not the firstborn, you are not the firstborn. Don't get to family meeting because you are the most successful and start talking like the firstborn. Don't get yourself into trouble. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they all depend on you. They wait for you to arrive for this. Push decision making. Honor the firstborn if you are not the firstborn. Honor your father that your days might be long, that it might be well with you. Prolong your years by being careful. Avoid some things. If you are not the main person in the office, don't speak like the main person. And don't sit on a seat that does not belong to you. Don't take a decision that is not yours to take because you are the most brilliant in the office. People who do that, they die in wilderness of life. You might be the smartest. Refer them to the right authority. Oh, I cannot. Can you come and see my boss? Just do that. Humble yourself. If you're an association, if you're not the chairman, you are, don't take your life. Don't try to outshine and stand in a place that does not belong to you. And Ruben looked hopeless. You know, I was listening to Pastor David Oguele. Thank God he's going to be here. And he was telling, they were ministering to a lady who would just, all men would just carry out dumper use. She was always falling into the hands of treacherous, treacherous men. She was dealt with Ashley. Said so they wanted to pray. I know David Oguele is a teacher of faith. He was one of minister. And he said, the Spirit of God said, no. Ask her about the relationship with her mom. Long and short of it. When she was young, she was so stubborn that the mom would sit on the dining table and the mom would be crying and be telling her, well, look, life will be difficult for you. And she thought it was a joke. And you know the funny thing? Even the mom had forgotten. She was not a witch. She was just talking. She was a single mother in frustration. Just said, you are going again. Okay. When they got home, the mom didn't remember until later. The mom said, I just said those words, and I got nothing. And the girl knelt down and tells her, Mommy, no, you have to bless me. And it's as if that thing came up back on the mom. I said, Ah, you caused me so much pain when you were growing up. He said, You broke my heart. You were a stubborn girl. And then the mom just started crying down. He said, But I have no choice. You are my daughter. And she said, I bless you. A demon went out of that girl. 
Within six months after that, she was happily. Demon went. Six months happily. Shortly after that. What the pastor said, it shocked him that this is not a deliverance service. And the man was not even born again. And a demon left that they couldn't drive out. Of course, they had power because we're empowered to cast out any spirit. But when the Lord gives an instruction, it's a different ball game. Who says there is no restitution in Christianity? In some cases, we don't go about making a doctrine out of it. But the Lord can lead you specifically to offer an apology. Not because it will stop God from moving in your life. It might be that it's a witness to those people. So that when they see God blessing you, their soul will not be hurt that ah, with all it did God. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes God will help you, but that might be the way to their own salvation also. If after 20 years you call someone that you know what, I was the one that stole your car. Number one, it gives credential to the testimony of your Christianity. And number two, it makes the person feel glad. That, oh, I pray when that car, when I let God, let, let them catch the person that stole my car, I did it. But now I know today that God did not despise the prayer I prayed then. It can be a witness. Again, it's not a doubt that you must look for, oh, who, who that offend? No. New Testament is not like that. But if in the place of prayer, the Lord specifically tells you that I need to reach out to some people, go ahead and do that. There must be a reason behind that. And that was how the, the girl was free. Again, this is not to become a pattern. That's what the living minister will do. But I'm saying that in cases, we are led by the Spirit, not by circumstances. But obviously, this will apply to some people. Yeah. You know, some have left churches where they divided, the church did everything, and now he wants to be a pastor. It's a recipe for disaster. It's just a matter of time. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is someone blessed this morning? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we ask that you help us to be doers of your word, not hearers only. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your blessing over your people. Again, I say this to you for the sake of this teaching. May the Lord bless and keep every one of you. And wherever opportunities have been missed, may there be restoration. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Thank God. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again. And that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.